Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most frustrating things that you can experience as a membership leader. Those times when you've been pouring your best effort and lots of time into attracting new members and then seeing those efforts fall flat. You can tell that people are checking out what you do, but they don't actually join. This past week, a nonprofit leader reached out to me with this exact concern. Her organization had launched a membership recently and wasn't seeing the kind of join numbers she had expected. There were a few tweaks that we made to the application page and some of the language, and now we'll have to see if those changes actually make a difference. But overall, why does this sort of thing happen? Why don't people see all of the value that's being delivered and join eagerly? Why do you see the same people sitting on your mailing list month after month, but never taking the action to join? This week, I want to share four common reasons why potential members, even ideal potential members, might be holding back on you. So the first reason why new members might not be joining is that they are already getting what they need without being a member. In a lot of cases, they are getting what they need from you without being a member, but they may also be getting what they need from other places without being your member. As a membership organization, you likely feel that your benefits are better than what people can get from other places. You're unique. You're a level above. You're thinking about things from a different angle. And it's quite possible that you are. But let's look at a couple of possibilities here. Imagine for a moment that you've been invited to a cool new hotspot in town. You're excited about going. You know it's going to be a lot of fun. And when you get there, you see there's a line to get in. So you're waiting in line and You hear people talking about the live music and the food and the awesome conversations that are happening, and you can't wait to get inside to experience all of that, right? Now, imagine that instead of standing in line outside, you're ushered into a lobby area that's just outside the main entertainment space. In that lobby, they're passing out free hors d'oeuvres and drinks. You can hear the music from inside playing over the loudspeakers. Plus, you're meeting some great people in the lobby and having great conversations. 
Is it the same experience that you'd have inside the main venue? No, not at all. But it's plenty to keep you satisfied. The same thing happens in membership organizations. Often a lesser experience is delivered to non-members, but still enough to satisfy them. It doesn't create the I want to get inside kind of feeling that you ideally want people to have. This is what's happening when your organization overgives to potential members. People will be quite satisfied to just stay on the peripheral edges of what you do without ever making an investment for more. Now, the other scenario is that people might be getting their needs met without joining because they're getting their needs met someplace else, not through you. It's essentially the same thing you might experience if you had built your hotspot venue right across the street from another venue that's already satisfying the crowd. It would take a lot to get people to move across the street because they really have no compelling reason to come unless you're offering something very different that piques their curiosity. But are your networking sessions really that different from what other organizations do? Is having a library of industry resources a novel idea? Aren't there countless sources of webinars and trainings available online every single day? A key question to ask is this. If your organization did not exist, where would people go to solve their problems? If there are solutions easily accessible, then you absolutely must do a reality check with your organization about where a painful gap actually exists that you can fill. And then you position yourself clearly there. If you're offering something unique at your entertainment venue across the street, then even if people have their bellies full and they've listened to great music, they might be attracted to come across the street because you're giving out back massages or you are having them ride go-karts or something different than what they're already being satisfied with. So reason number two why new members won't join is because you don't have a clear and compelling offer. Now, sometimes we are so close to what we do that we lose touch with the fact that what we're offering just isn't head-turning. This particular joining barrier makes me think of the Febreze television commercials where they talk about being nose-blind to odors. The teenager's sticky room or the car that smells like a dog. The whole point of the commercial is that chronic exposure to something results in us not really noticing it anymore. Your audience similarly becomes offer-blind when they see and hear the same thing from you month after month and year after year. You have to periodically spray something completely different in the air before they'll perk up and take notice. Reason number three that new members might not be joining is because members don't actually need what you're selling. This reason goes hand in hand with number two, where there's not a clear and compelling offer, but it hits at the issue even more directly. You can have a great offer. It can be really clear, but if it's not what members actually want to buy, you're not going to convince them to pull out a credit card and sign up for your membership. Let's go back to the entertainment venue analogy and imagine for a moment 
that your potential member is in their car driving past. Now, this is someone who would be perfect to come into your entertainment venue. They notice the party, they see the line standing outside the door, but they've also noticed that there is a big flashing red light on their dashboard that says check engine. And there also seems to be a smoky smell coming from the engine compartment. It doesn't matter what kind of amazing party you're throwing at the entertainment venue, there's a high likelihood that the prospective member is going to be too focused on what's actually wrong with the car to buy a ticket to get into your party. Now, on the other hand, if you're running a mechanics shop that does diagnostics and repair work for automobiles, you'll likely see that same person turn very quickly into your parking lot to explore how you can help. Members buy what they need. If they're not buying, check out what you're selling. Reason number four, your members suffer from subscription fatigue. A few months after the COVID-19 pandemic shut down the world and everyone had to shift to doing their meetings via Zoom or go to webinar or whatever other online platform you were using, the term Zoom fatigue became prevalent. Some organizations lamented that people stopped coming to their online events because they were tired of being on Zoom for hours and hours every day. There's a similar dynamic that happens with membership. When a credit card statement becomes one long list of recurring transactions, month after month, year after year, people naturally become more discerning about when they are willing to purchase a subscription. I say this not to discourage you, but simply to amplify the idea that your value proposition must be stronger than ever if you want your organization's recurring invoice to be one of those that gets paid. If you want people to rejoin without question and enthusiastically, your value proposition has to be strong nowadays. So what can you do if you want to find out specifically why your potential members aren't joining? You simply start asking. You have conversations and you remain curious about what you can learn. Now, I'm going to add one more reason why prospective members might not be joining. Let's call it a bonus reason. Quite frankly, people might be very interested in joining, but your follow-up could be terrible. If you're just dropping new prospective leads into your regular mailing list, you're unlikely to see great results. A smarter approach is to intentionally nurture leads so that they are naturally drawn into conversation with you and they feel more inclined to join. That's one of the reasons why I built the Journey Care software, so that membership organizations could build the kind of experience that naturally attracts new people to join. If you don't have a way to consistently reach out to prospective members, or if it feels like what you're doing isn't working, let's chat about whether Journey Care can help. In just a 30-minute conversation together, I'm confident we can identify at least one way to attract new members within the next 30 days. You can hop directly on into my calendar by going to joyofmembership.com consult. And you'll see days and times that are available, and you could just hop right on into an appointment instantly. With that, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. 
Have a terrific few days, and I'll see you right back here next Tuesday. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.